Well, that's nice, AJ. Welcome back to Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the afternoon show. Ike Reese, Elliott Shore Parks. We're hanging out here in Chickies and South Pete. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I wasn't going to correct you at first, but you caught, caught yourself. So. I, that came out. Hey, see, that's what I'm saying, man. Everything's hey, falling hey, apart. They let me drive, yeah. and that, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're a little late there, too, Buzz. Yeah, yeah it was, that was the that first out. drop all day. Yeah. <laughs> it is the first yeah, drop. Jack well, Buzz is not a big drop guy. Jack's a big drop guy. Yeah, yeah, Jack's a Wait, big I slipped drop in the bird guy. gang to start the show. Hey, there's you did. Buzz. That's right. That we got great. Buzz killed Dan Wilson back at the studio. He decided to work today. We're at Cheekies and Pete's in South Philly. What did I say? South Pete? South Pete. <laughs> Pretty close. Might as well call it South Pete. I feel like he owns, awesome. he owns South Philly. So I was so I was so caught up in listening to AJ right there. I was thinking of my response. I wanted to say coming out of that cut. Mm-hmm. And first of all, He's not mad at us, the media. Good to know. Thank God. Thank God. Well, and I got to say media slash former players because he's had a few run-ins with former players this year too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, one of them so, that's coming up at 4 o'clock, uh, Donovan McNabb, Eagles Hall of Famer. He'll be joining us at the top of the hour. And I remember A.J. didn't necessarily – like the quote that we put out there, as we, we, you know how we put stuff out as yeah. a station on our social media site. AJ must have got wind of that and didn't really like what Donovan was sort of saying. I'm only saying that to preference and saying this, that AJ clearly seems to be frustrated or unhappy about something. And, and we wouldn't know this unless he used the phrase, and i got to go back to this because I want to feel justified in speculating that he's not happy about something. You just heard that cut, and last week he said if his mom or grandmom, I can't remember which one, but I always told him if he didn't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So we wouldn't know that he was frustrated if he hadn't said that. That's where it started, and now it's been two weeks since he's spoken. People are going to assume that he's upset or frustrated about something, and who is that directly being pointed at? A lot of people thought it was the quarterback at first. Is he mad at Jalen? And now it seems to be that he's frustrated. Well, it's not the media, and people don't believe it's Jalen, so it seems to be he may be frustrated with the offense in general. Well, and I thought what Jordan said, that was a, a good nugget there from him, that you know A.J. brought the team out to a team event last week. He put it together. So it does seem behind the scenes, or you know, in, in the Novacare, A.J. Is, is trying to rally the troops. My, my only issue with A.J. not talking is it, it creates the perception. And look, maybe the perception is true. If AJ's mad at the coaching staff, if AJ has an issue with how he's being used. Or he's frustrated right, with the offense. Or anything yeah, like that, yeah. that, that's fine. I mean, you played on a team. I'm sure there were tons of times where players were frustrated with what was going mm-hmm. on, but they talked to the coaching about it or it didn't make it a story. Right. If AJ would just talk to the media, and it's not about like – as a media member that I want these quotes from or anything like that. It's that when his job is to talk to the media, like that's just part of it. It is what mm-hmm. it is. All players talk to the media. So when you don't, it gives a perception that you're mad. And so when, when we talk about, is the team still believe in Nick? Is this team be able to rally? When AJ doesn't talk, it gives the perception that everything is not good within that building. That's just the reality of what that creates. Yeah. And, and to your point, him having some sort of discussion or, or comments uh, could alleviate all of that. You know, we're, we're talking about the impact that that could have. And I've, I've, I've heard both sides of it today. I've heard fans call up and say, I understand his frustration. I agree with him on those sorts of things. And maybe teammates feel that way as well. But, but I'll say here's the flip side of that. If A.J. were to come out and speak and sort of give a vote of confidence to the, to the play calling, play design, team sort of camaraderie, and giving, uh, uh, giving the fan base a little bit of reassurance that he believes mm-hmm. 
that we're working all towards the right goals. We still have confidence in one another. We're going to go out there. We still believe in one another. I think that would alleviate a lot of that noise that's around us. So that's the power of a star player and what he says versus what he doesn't say that could drive a narrative. Right, And so if they want the noise on the outside to sort of go away, then you could sometimes pour water on this yeah. by, by giving, um, giving us a little bit, giving your fans a little bit of your insight because you're not a nobody on the team. You're A.J. Brown. And a captain. And, and, and you wear a C on your right. chest. So people are interested and wonder and care how you feel about what's going on right now. It would be like if Jalen isn't talking to the media. Or it would be like if Nick at his press conference was asked about A.J. and said, oh, I'm not talking about A.J. Right. <laughs> right? Like, like, well, how no, would that's that? A, no, that, that's a great example. Th- like, that, that is how it would be perceived. It would be perceived as, wow, he, him and AJ must really have bad blood. And I don't know what Nick and AJ's relationship is like. Maybe AJ has legitimate reason to have a problem with the coaching staff, if that's what it is. Again, we're only speculating here because he's not saying what it is. Right. What I do know is by not talking, he's allowing the speculation to happen. And for what it's worth, it is being perceived that he is mad at the coaching staff. The coaching staff is under a ton of heat right now. Having AJ, throw him a lifeline. Having, yes, throw him a lifeline. Exactly. Yeah. Like Maybe you're mad with some of the play calls. Maybe you're mad about certain things. This is still the same coaching staff for the most part that was with you last year in the Super Bowl, that had you have a – that, that was part of why you had a, a great year. Obviously, another part of that, he's a great player. He works hard. He, he earned that. But the coaching staff was also part of the reason you had success last year. So right now with the team floundering and the and coach under a ton of criticism, I just don't get how it helps the situation to, to amplify it and not talk. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there, man. You know, I'm not saying he doesn't have legitimate concerns and frustration – I get it. I think everybody sees that as far as what we can see on the outside with the offense. But I, like I said, throwing your, 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 your coaches uh, a lifeline, a bone, and giving them some, some assurance that you're with them. You're in this struggle with them. And maybe he's doing that behind the scenes, but publicly it almost seems as if A.J. is frustrated with the offense. And it makes it harder. Like yeah. It makes it harder on Nick because, again, Nick yeah. was asked about it. We asked Jordan about it. I'm sure we'll talk to him. And AG. he spoke very highly of A.J., as, as he should as the head coach. But to your point, if Nick were to say, well, I'm not speaking about A.J. Brown. Or, 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 or you know, if, a, if Nick was asked, what do you think about A.J. Brown? You know, well, I was telling you had nothing nice to say. Don't say anything at all. Yeah, that wouldn't that, 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 that would <laughs> Imagine the reaction to that, yeah. right? So, so I, I think I, it'd be nice if A.J. came out this week. You know, yeah. next time they, they practice, which is probably tomorrow, and media is there available – Man, just get it over with. And, and I think people seeing that he, even though they know things aren't great right now, but if, if people realize that he's attached to the team, he's attached to the offense, meaning as opposed to being detached, meaning yep. he's separating himself because he's frustrated, it, it, it could alleviate a lot of pressure around these guys. Because when a player of that magnitude and how important he is to the offensive success is feeling as if he's – not being used correctly or if the offense is, is, is struggling and he's not being used correctly, it puts pressure on the play caller. It puts pressure on the quarterback to get him the ball. It, it puts pressure on everybody around you. That's the type of stuff that you don't want. 215-592-9494. It is the afternoon show brought to you by Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Make sure you join us live tonight for the Brandon Graham Show and the Players Lounge starting at 6 p.m. and continuing throughout the Eagles playoffs hey let's get back to the phone lines you got something no, I have a quick question yeah, for you i'm ahead. curious yep. from from your time as a player 
How much did you pay attention to what your teammates said to the media and like especially the leaders? Like, do you see oh, yeah. those quotes? Like, do you follow it? Are sure, you, you do. Okay. Especially now, earlier in my career, I was, <laughs> keep my head down and work. Right. <laughs> I don't know, as long as they don't cut me, I'm happy around right. here. Yeah. Say whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. Talk, you get talk, to like, talk, yeah, yeah, you get to like the fourth year. I'm signed the second contract with the team. Now I'm gonna stick my head out and see what's going <laughs> on around here. So yeah, you're right. When when a player is unhappy or that type of stuff. And we had stuff like that on, on my fourth year. But some of it was – a lot of stuff I dealt with or we dealt with in those days was contract relation, uh, related. You know, whether or not they were going to re-sign a Jeremiah Trotter or you're going to re-sign Hugh Douglas mm. as opposed to letting him walk. Or you're going to re-sign Troy Vincent. You draft Lido and, and Sheldon. Okay, so what does that mean for Troy and Bobby? Like, we dealt with stuff like that. Deuce leaving after the 0-2 season. It, it – we were a tight-knit group. We never worried about somebody straying away from the flock and, and not being a part of the solution of what was right. going on. We lost together. We won together. We took the criticism together. When Donovan got criticized, we all protected him. We all stuck our chest out there and had the support of our quarterback publicly. That's what it was like prior to me leaving here. Now, the stuff happened after I left here, that's differently. But those guys I played with from, from 98, 99 to 2004, that Super Bowl year, that's just, that was the culture of our locker room. Do you, that's just how it was. Do you guys think, and you specifically, you use the media to send message to your teammates? Because I think sometimes we talk about AJ not talking. It's, well, why, who cares if he talks to the media, right? Like, right. like but I, I'm curious from a player's perspective how much it means and how you use the media to maybe send messages to your teammates in that we way. We did not. Okay. At least I don't remember it specifically. And, again, I'm, it's earlier. It's way before social media days yeah, it's different now. and all of that. So, you know, we still sort of view the media as outsiders, and you kept everything in-house as a family. We handle all our issues. and We had issues and all that stuff, but we kept everything behind closed doors, mm -hmm. and it normally worked itself out. T today is it's just different, man. It's, it's different with with the the ac the access that you had the players the, the the access the players have to knowing what's going on. To having their I, own platform. It's much it's well. much easier to block out noise for us as players. These guys can't block out anything. Yeah, they they hear and see everything. So, you know, I it, it's it, I, I just think there's when you're still in a season and you're frustrated and you and you carry that type of weight in the locker room, you're either a part of the solution or you're part of the problem. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's when your leaders need to step up and all need to be on one accord. Mm -hmm. and, and so you want the same public message out there from your leaders that you're pulling in the same direction that your head coach is. Well, I think that's the, the issue with the AJ not talking. It's not that he's a bad guy. Or right. That, it just creates the perception that there's, there's friction between yes. the coaching staff or, or whoever or, or a teammate. Whatever he's upset about, it creates a perception he is mad about something, and I don't think that helps when the team is floundering. I agree. I agree. Let's get back to the phone lines. Uh, can't start a new year off without having my boy Justin from Tennessee oh, yeah. up here. Got to get him in. Justin, what's up, brother? What's happening, fellas? Happy New Year to y'all. What Happy up, Justin? New Happy New Year, my guy. I knew you had to call up your favorite hosts or co-hosts. Yeah, on. it was a Go Birds yeah, call. Yeah, go, so. go Birds call. You dead gum right. You dead gum right. <laughs> we got to get in there. And it, it's your first, it's your first show back from the New Year, and I've been my sitting man. here waiting all day for it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm ready. Appreciate it. Uh, two things I want to get to. First, like with, with the AJ stuff, I, I think it, like with him being a captain and everything, the perception, like for me as a fan – you know, you have that responsibility to, you know, speak. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And he's putting a lot of pressure on his teammates because he's not speaking. I know he's saying, well, it's nothing against you guys. 
Well, I mean, that's just making it tough on his teammates. Well, who's he talking about then? If, if he's right. not got anything against us, what is it? What is it? You know, and I just, I don't agree with it. You know, I mean, I'm just a fan, but if I ain't saying air it out, but just talk, you know. And the second thing is Jordan Malata said this earlier when y'all were talking to him, and we've heard several guys say it. We have to have those tough conversations. We need to. Have they not had them yet? Because we've been hearing yeah. that since. Man, yeah, we've been you know, saying this for guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's he, interesting he, is Sirianni really kind of prides himself, or even former players that have played him have talked about how the meetings he has from a team perspective, he is critical of what's on the tape. Like, he does not shy away from, you know, pointing out in front of the whole team, okay, you made this mistake. So, you know, I'm. I thought Jordan's comments were interesting. You're right, but the perception I get is that they do have those difficult conversations. Well, he he mentioned it like at least three times yep, during I the girls' interview with him today, and I, yep. it's like I, we've heard we've heard BG say it. I think we've heard Kelsey say it. But I mean, how many more tough conversations are you going to have to have? I guess is what I'm saying. And well, what, that, I, what I also sense from Jordan, and I've sensed it from some of the interviews Kelsey has done on the station as well this season, there just seems to be a, a frustration that they haven't put it together. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. Oh, yeah. In terms of difficult conversation, I think Jordan also said something along the lines of, you know, something needs to change. And I think what he meant by that was, like, sooner or later, you, you have to stop making the same mistakes, whether right. that be from a player perspective or a coaching perspective. Yeah. Well, one more thing, and this is what really bothers me the most about that loss to Arizona is, you know, we heard all season these guys are really going to stick it to Gann, and he's coming into Philly and all this, and they laid that egg. But the thing about it is that it just hit me, I guess it was yesterday, that could be the last game we see Kelsey and BG and Fletch yeah. and those guys yep. play at length. And that's what's heartbreaking to me. For those guys to go out with a game like that where you had a 21-6 to lead, man, God, that, that sucks. I mean, that hurt my heart. When, when I read well, that, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even think yeah. of that. But anyway, It's not I'm gonna, just a chance. It's a great chance. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to get out here and keep listening. Like I always say, I love you, boys. I mean, all right, you like My man. All right, Justin. There. Love you, buddy. Yeah, I mean. Uh, still the only caller I tell I love every time he calls. Well, how could no you not? Guess, you know, I mean, he was you know. a celebrity when he got here. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's that Southern thing. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, it makes you feel lovable. Yeah. yeah. It puts yeah, you in a good mood. Dad Gummit or whatever. Yeah, Dad Gummit. Yeah. yeah. That was it doesn't sound as cool coming like, out. Well, and Dog does the whole doggone it. Doggone it and Dad Gummit. This is a big difference. That's Tennessee country and Dog is Florida. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's doggone it. But but what uh, what he was saying though about like uh, where where Jordan said tough conversations needed to happen, I get the perception they they are happening. But it was interesting to hear Jordan say that a few times. I also think Sidney Brown said this week on the post game show something along the lines of like you know we got out physical, which yeah. I was surprised to yeah. hear. It's a pretty yeah. strong statement from a rookie to say yeah, that the yeah. team got out physical. Love Sidney. Uh, Less heard, more seen. Yeah, let, let's not do interviews during this time. It was a little surprised <laughs> yeah. by that. Yeah. Let, let the veterans handle. Yeah, let, 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 let the veterans. Well, handle. the vet, the one veteran won't talk. So, <laughs> no, I love Sydney. So yeah, and, and he is a physical player. So he would recognize he is, that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he would recognize that. He wants to basically uh, decapitate everybody. Yeah, he, for better or worse, <laughs> he's a physical player. I love it though. Love it. Let's get uh, Rich up in the Poconos. Rich, welcome to the afternoon show. Happy uh, Happy New Year, and please have a little Ike juice to start the year off with. You sound like they must have been drinking that Ike juice. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, Ike, you were a linebacker. Let me let me run this by you, okay? All right, you have to press on that interception 
wasn't there press coverage which took the timing off and allowed that wow throw that city can get? I, every game is the same thing. They keep the soft coverage. You're not giving the linebackers any help in the middle because you have you're giving the guy free reign to go into the middle. Nobody's catching up with these guys to put the coverage on them, to put the hit on. They're getting the yards after. I mean, who who's responsible for that scheme? And isn't oh, it Matt, uh, Matt Patricia? Who is the veteran leadership on the coaching staff that can say, like, last year we had Nick Fangio as a consultant. Do we have anybody that say, hey, besides Dowlin, that can say, listen, why don't we try this? Why don't we start working on this? There's no, it's like the blind leading the blind. You got a lot of young players, and, you know, which I, I like what I see so far from a lot of these guys, but what is this, what is, why do we have to play so much well, coverage. Get up well, on these guys in jail. Yeah, so so you, you bring up the, the coordinator. <laughs> I didn't think that call was going to the X's and O's scheme. No, nah, I, I, I wasn't expecting that either, yeah. Um, but as much – look, Patricia, I don't think, did a good job last week. Uh, mm-hmm. Desai, obviously, they feel didn't do a good job. But part of this, too, is Nick Sirianni is the head coach puts an emphasis on big plays, getting them on offense, stopping them on defense. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about the soft coverage and, you know, on third and two, the, the corners are lining 10 yards off, there's a couple reasons for that. One, I know Gannon liked to do that because it allowed players to see, the, see ball the ball and to attack it as yeah. opposed to if you're playing man, I mean, you could speak to this better, but when you're playing man, it's tougher to follow the ball because you're, you're looking at your guy. But with the soft coverage, like that's a, a philosophy of Sirianni. He likes to have – to, to have his players back so that they're not giving up big plays. Yeah, and, and I understand that. The mix, where you have to sort of uh, mix it up at is that you got to give this D-line an opportunity to get to the quarterback. So yep. sometimes that's going to call for you to, you know, give me a little bump and run coverage. Get up there, jam the receivers, get the quarterback to hold the ball, to come off that first read, get in to go to the second and third reads, and give our D-line time to get there. There has to be some evaluating going on upstairs, right, about our D-line and how good they are. You know, part of this is reputation we're living off of right Mm -hmm. now. So how good are these guys? You know, I still believe Hassan Reddick is one of the best pass rushers in the league. But what type of help is he getting this year? Is he getting anything from Josh Sweat over there? Does Josh Sweat have a lot of good uh, pass rushing in him? Or has he hit a ceiling? You know, Jordan Davis has never been a pass rusher. It's late in the season. By the way, we're, going, we're just come, we're coming out of the holiday season. I'm just going to tell you, as long as Jordan Davis is an eagle, you can expect this to be sort of his, his sort of trajectory on the season. He'll start off hot, but he gets to November and December. You get around these holidays, and, and it's colder. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you're not sweating as much, and you're eating a lot more. So his, his, his production – isn't going to be the same as you saw earlier in the year when he's a lot fresher and he's closer to what he was coming off off-season conditioning versus being in-season and not having the ability to train like he did yeah. in the off-season. So just get used to that with Jordan Davis as he's a 350-plus pound man. And you're seeing it. Not he's, a small yeah. guy. Jalen Carter, and I think he's being impacted because now attention is on him. And you don't have it, the attention anywhere else, so he doesn't get the one-on-one blocks he used to get. So he's finding out as an interior rusher how hard it is. He's finding out what Aaron Donald goes through every week when he was in the prime. Chris Jones, guys like that. 
it's hard to do it. And as a rookie, started off great. He's got to figure out a way. They got to put talent around these guys. It's 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 so much. It's with such a mixture of have we peaked in certain areas, meaning guys have played their best football and their best football is behind them, versus young players who have not yet reached their potential. They're still learning. There's there's a combination of that going on. By the way, with a little mix in the middle of just the lack of talent. Let's just be honest. Yeah, more happy about getting Shaq Leonard. Young talent. I don't know yeah. how happy we are anymore. Yeah, he's the linebackers. My goodness, Trotter not is definitely going to be a big thing this offseason. I, well, I don't know. How could it not be? Yeah. <laughs> but also, I look. I mean, I think this offseason you're going to see they're going to hire a new coordinator. It'll be interesting to see how much free reign that guy has to run whatever scheme he wants, or if he's going to. I mean, Sirianni's talked about as long as he's head coach, there's certain defensive philosophies he's going to want. So we'll see if that changes now after how this season's gone. Yeah. I'd be surprised if Matt Patricia doesn't get another shot to be a, be a coordinator for a team? full offseason. Yeah. I would be surprised. Let's Bill Belichick. I coach. think they kind of wanted him to be the D coordinator. From the jump. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think in, in, in the fact that he's here, he's a, he's a more seasoned coordinator than, than, than Sean Desai. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's won Super Bowls. He's coached. He's coached on t- on defenses that have been a top five, top three defense in the league. Yeah, I mean, I'm, he's gonna have to be better these next few weeks. Like, if, if that if that defense gets torched in the well, playoffs, well, how much of it is personnel? You're getting some I better think personnel. Pers- is part That's of what it, I'm saying. Sure. You're getting some better personnel this offseason. Right. Well, the other to to defend that point, I would say like you don't want to be switching coordinators every offseason. I agree. They switched two last year. You're, I would think switching at least one. But if you keep Possibly Patricia, this year, but yeah. if you keep Patricia, you go into the season with the same coordinators. Also, oh, you think Brian Johnson is back? I think Brian Johnson's definitely back. Hmm. I don't get why he wouldn't be. <laughs> well, I'm saying they have a top. They have like a top. Six. Oh, would you stop it? They with do. The, I like. It with they, the do. Top they do. They do. They do. Okay. You think they're going to fire the franchise quarterback's friend off coming off a year where they're what a top five, six offense? Well, well, let me just say this before we go to break about about that whole ordeal. How did that work out the last time we let the franchise quarterback dictate who should be our coordinator, play caller, and all of that stuff? How'd that work out? Not well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's All right. better this time so far. But. It is the afternoon show brought to you by Chickies and Pete's. Go where the players go. Chickies and Pete's is the only place to watch all the Eagles playoff action. Find the location near you. Check out chickiesandpeets.com. Uh, coming up on the other side, Eagles Hall of Fame quarterback. He'll be joining us. My former teammate, Big Five, Donovan McNabb, will join us here on the afternoon show with myself, Elliot Shore Parks, and you right here on 94 WIP.